0: The open book on cliffcentral.com. We are in the third month of the open book. Now the number three is quite a significant number in the biblical numerology. The number three is very significant because no plain figure or solid can be formed with less than three elements. Um, yeah. So for instance, to make a solid figure, you need three, uh, three dimensions are needed. They are length, breadth, and height. So therefore the number three represents and signifies all that is solid, real, substantial and complete. Now my prayer for you today is that uh, you will find completion in all these areas that uh, we discuss here on the open book. Just as our God who is three persons, namely the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit is complete. For as He is, according to 1 John chapter 4 verse 17, so are we. In this world. And everybody said, Amen. This is the Open Book with myself, Louis Obala And welcome to all of you, to those of us listening live Right here on Cliff Central, on the Cliff Central app And obviously to those who are listening to us on the podcast Thank you so much for just your support and just for your prayers um, We receive just such great and, uh, and good feedback from all our topics But there's one specific topic that um, I want to talk about today um, Just before we get into our topic of the day uh, This happened about, um, we spoke about this i think about six weeks ago or six podcasts ago to be exact and the topic was kingdom business so before we get on to our topic by the way our topic for for today is pandemic overcoming pornography um, i have on the line sis gloria uh, who is the founder of business express solutions which will be launching its first Entrepreneurial network event called Christopreneurship on the 24th of October. Sis, uh, Sis Gloria, are you there?
1: I'm there. Thank you, Luiso. good morning to you, listeners.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, thank you very much and welcome on the, on the, um, on, on, on the open book. Now, Sis Gloria, what is Christopreneurship? Well, Christopreneurship
1: is actually a movement um called um Pioneer movement yeah where we are working with entrepreneurs that are operating in the kingdom of god and we are saying we're looking at christ as the author and the finisher of our faith yes. and we are taking the kingdom of god and the products that we make out there to the world and we are making a mark and saying we as well as the christian people are here to make a difference in the world
0: i think that's awesome so is this so this is your first uh, this is your first event that you're going to hold for christopreneurs if i can say yeah, that that's
1: That's correct. It is the first event. We're going to be launching this movement for the first time Um, and the idea is to say let us bring all these Kingdom entrepreneurs into one space because they're not easily accessible as you would know that getting into the retail space as a Christian entrepreneur or even any entrepreneur is really, really difficult. So we're saying let's create a platform where all of us can come together. Let's bring in people to come and see the things that we do. And there's really, really amazing things that are done by the Christopreneurs in the kingdom of God. I mean, there's guys that manufacture honey, there's water, there's, I mean, about 10 different clothing labels that are going to be there. There's guys that make shoes, um, there's guys Mm. that are in photography, you name it, you name it. And really the Christian people that are in business are continuing Jesus' work of doing our Father's business. And we just want to get them into one place where also we encourage and trade amongst them and the market. So it is easy to access the market when everybody's in one place. And the idea is we're saying, you need to put your money where your mouth is. We're not going to charge you for an entrance fee. However, you need to purchase a product from any of the stores that are represented from the Crystal Pioneers, and then that will be your entry fee into the actual event.
0: That's awesome. So where, um, where is the event taking place?
1: The second place at 137 Sidewise Avenue in Ellis Park, also known as New Doran Team, Your landmark would be Johannesburg College, Ellis Park Stadium, Johannesburg Stadium. Literally, we are up the road from them. Um, the building that we occupy is going to be at the rooftop of our new offices. We're so excited that on that day, we're also going to be opening up a virtual office space, yeah. which is a home for entrepreneurs, business express solutions where entrepreneurs can book a boardroom, a meeting room, you name it, um, and a conference room. And the prices are from as little as 100 rands a day. Or you get Wi-Fi connectivity, tea, coffee, and water on the house, and somebody to assist you with your administrative needs.
0: Great stuff. How do we get, um, get more info into into the event?
1: Number one, you can check out our Facebook page, um, POV, capital letter POV, or myself, Gloria Lomaten Batwala, on Facebook, I'm going to leave my cell phone number if, you, some, if somebody would like to get in touch with me. Yep. Remember, it is important to RSVP only next week so that we ensure that we cater for you. And my number is 0720825340. Mm-hmm. That's
0: 0720825340. Thank you so much, Sis Gloria Ngosi, and uh, all the best with your event. It's really just wonderful seeing, you know, just, just people coming out there and doing their bit for the kingdom, and yes, more so for kingdom business, because it's very much needed, especially in a time like this. Yes, sir.
1: Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing everybody on the 24th of October.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. 24th of October, Christopreneurship, uh, and the host is Sis Gloria Ngozi, um, from Business Express Solutions yeah such wonderful things just happening all around all around our country um yeah great stuff. Thank you so much. getting onto our topic for the day, which is pandemic overcoming pornography now before I get into my uh into into um into just an introduction on this. I'm gonna do something that I ha- that I actually haven't done on Cliff Central, and so I'm gonna just gonna just have t- just some music, you know, because uh, whenever I go to church and they play music under it, it always kind of feels like whatever you say kind of feels a little bit more anointed. So that's what we hope is going to be happening on the show. So here we go. I was first exposed to pornography um, at the age of 10 and uh, this was whilst I was on a school tour to Greece. Now, pornography of any form in South Africa at the time was actually banned and it was illegal. But yet in Greece, at the hotel that uh, I was staying in, you could just literally just switch onto a TV, a TV station and you would get five minutes of free porn before they ask you to pay on the pay channel. Now, the thing is, five minutes was all that was needed to affect myself and the other kids for what would be a lifetime struggle with pornography. Now unlike cigarettes or alcohol which are substances uh, substances that we are so conscious of the very first time that we take them, somehow pornography just has a way of invading us without our permission. Now let's forward to 25 years since my trip to Greece and that invasion is not only on our South African TVs but it's In our magazines, billboards, and more disturbing, our cell phones. So you can make the the decision to not view pornography, but chances are, in the next five days, you're going to come across a post or a link that leads you to a porn site. And it's really just amazing Just the amount of Facebook friends that we have to block Or just sort of unfriend because of the nature of their posts um, That they post on Facebook or even on Twitter Just on a daily basis As a matter of fact, this happened to my wife I think three times uh, this week um, The same post a lot of the times but just from different people So you kind of like you unblock this person And then somebody else then t- um, tweets that through It's absolutely just, yeah, just amazing now, pornography has not only just become a secular pop, uh, a secular problem, but it has also become a Christian problem and a really huge one at that. Whilst you can't smoke or sniff it, neuroscientists have proven that pornography is just as addictive as hardcore drugs such as heroin or cocaine. Rick, a 42-year-old former porn user, wrote the following. He said. Porn didn't appear dangerous like other bad habits. With gambling, you eventually run out of money. With drug use, you eventually degenerate. Can't function and you become physically ill. Porn didn't impair my driving or do things like that. I didn't see it as consequential. There were limited physical side effects. So, porn didn't concern me. I mean, hey, I wasn't worried. I, I just kind of thought that I'd done a really good job of compartmentalizing my habits. I kept it over there behind this wall with the door closed and the lights off. Sure, I mean, there were a few muffled sounds, but I refused to see that it was causing problems. And then he goes on to say, When my life fell apart and I lost my wife and job because of porn, no one saw it coming, least of all me. And that was Rick, a 42-year-old former porn user. While some, of, while some people go through life using porn without it affecting them in any serious or negative way, a growing number are reporting problems. For instance, in the U.S. alone, after estimated, listen to this number, 40 million people who regularly access internet porn, as many as half self-report some type of negative consequence. And 8-15% to 15% of regular porn users describe their porn use as compulsive and having a significant harmful impact on their lives. My fellow brothers and sisters, whatever impacts your life, impacts your relationship with God. The law of God forbids worshipping idolatrous images. Exodus 20 verse 4 says, You shall not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything in heaven, above or on the earth, beneath. That's what it says. Now, unfortunately, we've done exactly just that. It's important that we first get some knowledge into the extent of this pandemic, repent from it, and to then get into the word, in this case, the open book, to get the personal answers that will set us free from pornography. And so our topic today is pandemic, overcoming pornography. Stick with us right here. On the open book with myself, Luis Obala. The open book on cliffcentral.com. Taryn Hodgson is the author of the book. Pandemic, uh, which is where we got the 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 title of our topic today. So the book is called Pandemic: How the Pornography Plague Affects You and What You Can Do About It. She's also the international coordinator for African Christian um, Action. Uh, she joins us from Cape Town. Uh, Taryn, good morning. Good morning.
2: I'm so glad I can now join you so <laughs> yeah. about the problems with our landline.
0: Oh, no, that's fine. I'm so glad, but uh, you sound perfectly clear. Um, so, yeah, Taryn, you're from, um, you're from African Christian Action, uh, which is ACA. Um, can you tell us a little bit about African Christian Action, your organization? Yes, we've been
2: uh, going for uh, 20 years now, and yeah. um, we our main purpose is to educate people about different pro-life and pro issues such as abortion pornography addiction and human trafficking and then to mobilize to make a difference in their communities about these issues
0: okay cool great stuff so so obviously i mean like one of your one of your focuses is um is pornography and um and pornography yes. addiction um so as the author of the book pandemic um what is the main message of the of the book
2: Yes, well, it's about how the pornography plague or as um, the title of the book is um, Making a New Word, an Epidemic of Pornography um, has impacted South, every area of life in South Africa mm. and especially our children. And, uh, it's, and then it's giving practical solutions to how we can fight this pandemic. You know, not only to protect our, our own families, but mm. also to um, how we can change the law in South Africa um, and even how we can lobby government to try and get Internet pornography blocked at a national level.
0: I was um I was speaking earlier on about, about about the situation I think about when I was 10 years old that's about what 25 years ago um and uh, and about how pornography was actually banned in in South Africa at the time and for me it's been really just amazing um just how much pornography is actually allowed I think up to a uh, up to a uh, up to the point where you know, you you switch on the TV. Uh, this pornography, even just during the day. Um, how bad, how bad is the situation in South Africa right now? Well, yeah, the pandemic.
2: Yes. Um, well, pornography was legalized in 1996 in South Africa, um, and since then, and of course, with the um, the introduction of smartphones, now people can access pornography at any time and any place, and even uh, young children, and that's um, what what has made uh, to be such an increase in the level of pornography addictions. Um, and some research with the Film and Publications Board, which um, is uh, which classifies films and, and publications, mm. um, they they found in two thousand eight even that sixty seven percent of South African teens surveyed have watched a porn DVD. Most teens surveyed, 64% have been exposed to porn images on the internet, and 81% reported knowledge of porn images on their friends' cell phones. So, from these stats, we can see that um, teenagers are accessing pornography, they're viewing it, and um, all the stats from overseas show that. that even amongst Christians, uh, pornography addiction is, is a huge issue, and it's, it's now one of the most common addictions um, today um, amongst teenagers.
0: Wow! And what effect? I mean, there's some people probably say, "Well, you know, I'm not exactly addicted to porn, although I'm a, I'm I'm a social what? I I just socially." watch porn um what so my question is i mean like my my question is what identifies someone who's addicted to someone who's not addicted and what are they and and what is the effect to everyone who um who who looks at pornography yes well it's um
2: the the one of the key things about pornography addiction is that it's progressive and so while um it's always is going, uh, you know, the more time and energy that's put into it, the um, the, the, the worse the addiction will become just as um, a drug addiction occurs. Um, and, and pornography is so similar to a drug addiction and what it does to your brain. It, um, it's just like mm. an addiction to hardcore drugs. And what happens is that your brain actually gets addicted to its own pleasure chemicals that it produces when you're watching porn. And um, so just like an addiction to hardcore drugs, it's it's a very hard addiction to break because um, in fact, it's even harder. Drug addicts who said they were addicted to porn and drugs said that it was easier to break the, the drug addiction than the porn addiction because porn addiction affects your memory and those images yeah. don't go away. Um, and uh, apart from the grace of God, um, it's very, very difficult to break an addiction. Mm. Um, and psychotherapists uh, who, who deal with this have to give very strong medicine to addicts to try and break it. Um, wow. But um, the, the, the only way, really, that we can break an addiction, and uh, I hope Clive's human will also speak more about this, is is to repent and to trust in the finished work of, of, of Jesus on the cross that you know he because he paid for us then that means we can overcome it and if if we will truly repent and surrender to him and receive his grace and, and forgiveness into our lives um, we, mm. we will be again to be restored and, and our minds can be renewed um, yeah. if we as Romans 12, verse 2 says, you know, be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And our, our minds can be renewed and restored. And so, uh, that there, there is, the greatest hope is in the gospel. Um, and um, so, uh, mm. addicts can get free and families can be restored. Um, it, it uh, There are, Many many divorces have been caused by pornography addictions um, because it it causes a lot of um, strife between a husband and a wife, and, yeah. and then it can even affect the children too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the impact of a porn addiction is is very big, and of course then there's the impact on society as a whole.
3: Yeah. Obviously,
2: not every porn addict is going to become a rapist, um, but pornography is marketing for rape in, in yeah. the same way you that, did, and that you that know, been, and,
0: and you did yeah. speak about that. I mean, you did speak about that in your book. Um, I think I read about two thirds of it since I got it a few days ago, so I didn't have a lot of time at all. But you do speak about the about the link between rapists, child abusers, and um, and 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 also felt that there's one thing that you're very passionate about, which is the fact that it degrades women. Um Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, because
2: pornography objectifies women. and it also degrades women. The the language that pornography uses to describe women, women are called very derogatory names like slut and whore Mm. and um, are are degraded in in much of the depictions. I mean, if if we saw in a newspaper or a magazine a black man on all fours being led like a dog, uh, there would be an, an outrage about you know, racism and understandably so. This would be a very racist depiction. Yeah. So if the same depiction is shown in pornography of a woman, um, uh, shown in a very degrading way, then it's, there's not much outrage.
0: Yeah. And it should kind of be the same, no?
2: Yeah. So, um, women are often shown in very degrading ways and, and very degrading things are, are done to them in pornography. Um, and uh, so,
0: and then what um, is the link? Um, and then what is the link to it as well, like with the uh, with rapists and just uh, right, and just child abusers, which is quite close a lot of the times.
2: Yes, well, what pornography often does is that it um, it makes it seem as if women in the pornography the the actresses are, um, are pretending to enjoy being hurt, basically, and. It makes it seem as if when a woman says no, she actually means yes. Um, and uh-huh. then, of course, the objectification of women. So um, a rapist will or uh, well, someone who's um, got a lot of underlying uh, vulnerabilities um, already in their lives, maybe they were also sexually abused as a child, um, so they have a very twisted understanding of sexuality. And... Um, and then they desensitize the pornography to just viewing a woman as an object and as as always readily available for sex. Um, and so it, it creates the the, the mindset that um, rape is okay. Um, and you know, the research shows that most serial sexual offenders mm-hmm. uh, are addicted to pornography. Those wow. who work with sexual offenders in prison have... Um, confirmed that that most of of those sexual offenders are
0: addicted to pornography. That's um, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Which means that you know, the more that we partake to pornography, the more that we are supporting uh, something that is fueling rapists and and fueling child abusers out there. And and I guess you know, if there's if if you don't necessarily think that it's wrong for you to to partake of it um or to or to watch porn you uh, i think just for the main reason you know like for the reason that you are you, you you are fueling all this you know like all this crime out there and not only just crime to, to 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 a country or to the world but crime to humanity and it may even be like you know it may even be your own children um that is a really really great um you know that is a good reason to to stop it's a good reason to stop. How much, um, just another question. How much of, of, of what we, of what we see isn't the way that it is? I mean, for instance, are those women in porn, you know, like in porn movies actually being, are they actually being abused, you know, because you watch it and it's like, it just looks fine. They look like they're enjoying it. Yes. Um, much of, uh,
2: yeah, you know, in porn movies, um, especially, um, well, I mean, there's there's such a range on the internet, and yeah. you know, some pornography may even use trafficked victims. Um, Serious. Uh, then, I mean, there's a lot of self-produced pornography on the internet too. But it's the the sort of higher end um, porn that's produced from California and America, um, the, yeah, they women are are really abused, and um, they the kind of woman who end up in the sex industry um it's been found that over 80 percent of them were sexually abused as children and yeah. so they have a very low self-esteem and um they are very um you know they don't they have often had a very hard life maybe they, sometimes they've run away from home and and so a lot of what you, you're seeing on screen is is, is fake it's it's acting, and um, and in fact, women are often being abused
0: yeah.
2: in those those
0: films. Yeah, amazing. I'd like to actually know the stats of uh, of of how many women actually actually you know like actually watch pornography compared to compared to men. Do you have that quickly?
2: Um, I don't have a, a stat on me, but yeah. I, I do know that it's growing. Um, it's growing in um, around the world and. For, for more women to get addicted to pornography. You know, um, most women, it, it's not the, the same for men because women, are they like the more emotional aspect of it. So yeah. they're more likely to be addicted to some of these um, romantic novels, which are often quite pornographic in their descriptions. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. The so more and more women are are getting addicted to it as well.
0: Amazing! Thank you so much. Um, just one last one last question: What can we do um, to uh, to support African Christian action uh, to get information on it? Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, if you would like to get involved in in not only protecting your own family, finding out how to to protect your children from pornography, you know, yes. downloading blocks um, for your computer or any internet-enabled devices that you have, um, you can visit the ChristianAction.org.za website, and if you go to our articles and then to pornography, um, we've got a whole lot of articles on pornography on our website, and also I'd encourage you to get hold of the Pandemic book, yes. um, which has all, a lot of great information, <clears throat> and I'm sure uh, Clive Human can also recommend a lot of great resources for. If you yourself are struggling with an alcohol addiction and and you you need help, um, you need counselling. Um, there are a lot of great resources out there as well, um, and a lot of even free resources on the, on the internet. Great um, stuff. So visit ChristianAction.org.za or give us a call on zero two one six eight nine double four eight zero. That's zero two one six eight nine double four eight zero.
0: Christian or um ChristianAction.org.
2: Uh, yeah, there yeah. are... are.
0: Dot org. Org. Yeah, O R G dot Thank you so much. You. Um that was Taryn Hodgson, who is the author of the book Pandemic, that I'm actually finishing right now. Pandemic, how the pornography plague affects you and what you can do about it. I believe that it is also available on uh, on Amazon. Um thank you so much to Taryn. Right after this I speak to Clive Human, um that Taryn mentioned earlier on in our conversation, and he's the director of Standing Together to Oppose Pornography Right. After this choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't.
4: Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy
0: Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. This is Cliffcentral.com. If we just caught the end of that song, that is Lean on Me by Kirk Franklin. Um, the reason I played that song is because Kirk Franklin actually told his own story about his uh, struggles with uh, with pornography, and uh, it's funny because it was not a, it was not at the lowest point of his life. It was literally as he was doing this album, Kirk Franklin and and uh, and the family, the New Nations project. And so my belief is, if 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 he struggled with it, in other words, chances are. If you too are struggling with it and if he came out with it and, and he feels that he's being freed from it, I believe that you too can be freed from it. Um, I actually tweeted earlier on um, a verse from John chapter 8, verse 36, which says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I believe that any form that we, um, or anything else that we, that we take, you know, uh, hoping that it will, it will literally cure us of stuff. Um, it only literally just tames whatever it is that we're addicted to, but that, but that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed and that only the Son of God can truly set us free from, uh, from, from addictions and pornography. Um, Clive human, um, uh, my What's next that? guest. <laughs> What's up, Clive? <laughs> And let's just let me start the introduction first. <laughs> Clive Human, uh, my next guest, he's the director of Standing Together to Oppose Pornography, uh, also known as STOP. Uh, welcome, Clive. Thank
4: you, Luis. Always a pleasure to be able to chat about a topic that no one really wants to speak about.
0: Yeah, you're so right. And you know what? I just love your enthusiasm. And when I was chatting to you yesterday, um, uh, before, you know, when I told that we're going to be on the call today, I just love the passion that you really have for this and really just the honesty that, um, that, that you have yourself. I think about someone who obviously struggled with this. I think like many of us, um, early on in our lives. So can you please just give us the backgrounds of the events, um, that led you to start stop, which is standing together to oppose pornography and, um, and what is yeah, and and what Stop is all about?
4: Yeah, thanks, Louisa. You know, um, Stop was founded actually uh, by uh, in in the early nineties when when uh, the laws against pornography were deregulated and mm. porn started flooding into this country. You know, my wife and a few like minded people were worried about our children getting exposed to it because there was absolutely no legisl- legislation covering you know that it had to be on high shelves or in wrappers or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was still at that stage, you know, um, quite involved. I used to enjoy porn.
3: Yeah. And,
4: uh, you know, uh, so I thought, okay, well, good luck to them. They're doing a great job. And this was all my BC years, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. Or anything <laughs> like that. yeah. And uh, they formed this, and they used to give talks at schools. They used to lobby government, and we used to go around to the local cafes and sh- schools and, and create um, environments where children go and shop safely, etc., etc. And it, it was very successful, you know, in in this part of Cape Town in the southern suburbs. And, yeah. um, you know, I used to take my wife that night, they used to go and give talks, whether it was at schools or at churches or groups, etc., you know, about the dangers of pornography. And I used to sit in the back, okay, well, you know, no big deal. Mm. You you would think that
0: you don't have a problem, but that, you know, this is for those other guys.
4: It's free choice, you know, no big deal. All guys do it. You know, that's what I believed. Yeah. And uh, eventually I started realizing, hold on, you know, (laughs) I am actually in the early stages of an addiction. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was soon after that, that uh, when I became a Christian, uh, became a reborn Christian through Alpha Course and... uh, Yeah. One thing led to another, and I realized, you know, that there's no gray areas in the Bible when it comes to sexual immorality. And I realized I had to change my ways. And, you know, by the grace of God and with the help of my wife, uh, yeah, we are today, you know, almost 20 years later. Mm. And uh, doing what we can to help people, to advise people, and to counsel people, you know, and STOP has been going all that time, and we've worked very closely with uh, the Film and Publication Board Home yeah. affairs, you know, and, and, and lobbying them with with other organisations to to try and uh, put a halt to the to the destructive uh, the destruction, pornography, and the havoc it wreaks in so many uh, uh, people's lives.
0: Mm. I asked Taryn this question earlier on because you said that you were sitting over there and and you thought that you want i mean like when you started to notice uh you noticed that you're probably at an early a i mean like early stage of uh of porn addiction um and I asked Taryn this question earlier on, so I want to just ask you the same question what um what defines a person who's who's addicted to pornography and uh and someone who's at an early stage of uh, of addiction?
4: Uh, you know, there are people who can look at pornography and walk away from it and say, that's not for me, no matter who they are. But what it does, it grooms one, you know, it changes the way you think, the way you look, the way you think about women, the way you look at them. And, you you know, so you may say, well, I'm not harming anyone, I'm sitting in my room or in my office or wherever I am looking at pornography and, you know, I quite enjoy it. But Mm. when you leave, you take that with you, and if you're in a marriage, if you're in a relationship, you know, uh, and uh, you, you, you're you intimate with your partner, who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of your partner, or are you thinking of what you've been looking at uh, before that?
3: That's
4: yeah. hugely damaging to, to everyone. And no matter if you say you've seen it and you walk away, you know, when you walk down the street and you see an attractive woman, and, and you know, I'm not anti-sex in any way. God created sex. It's a beautiful Act between the husband and the wife in the in the in the privacy of their relationship you know yeah, so right. we mustn't say we're anti-sex but um, you know what is appropriate and what's not appropriate how you look at people how <laughs> you think about people and even how people dress today you know um, they yeah. you know the media has sexualized the uh, society so much that it's, uh, it's quite a thing you know so if you, if you do have a problem, and you know anyone who becomes an alcoholic or a drug addict when they have their first drink or they pop their first tablet or smoke or whatever it is, they don't believe that they're ever going to get addicted to something. Yeah. Yet uh, it's the same with pornography. You may think you're going to look at it and, uh, you know, and just check it out because it's quite uh, it's interesting and we're all are inquisitive, especially when we're young, we're inquisitive about sex. Yeah, Um, you know, we 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 don't know what those consequences will be for us as an individual, and uh, if we have uh, you know a default mode, if we use it um, as a as a a form of medication like any other uh, addiction, um, there's an issue, and those issues need to be dealt with. You know, and I've never in twenty years of counselling. And running a support group for for, for uh, men addicted to pornography, mm. I've never seen anyone really get out of an addiction all by themselves. Yeah. You, know, you have to deal with those root causes. You have to have someone who will help you through it, etc., etc. Yeah. So, uh, you That's, know, if, if, yeah. you, if you behave in a certain way when there's a certain stimuli, when, if you're on a business trip, even if you do three or four times a year, you go away, but you can't not look at porn when you're away. You know, there are issues that need to be dealt with. So those are the types of things that that have to be thought about. You know, when when we're first going to click on on this button, or you know, or go into that site.
0: Mm. I remember, I remember my school, uh, my school teacher once saying, you know, all these things that you boys are looking at because uh, a few of the boys um, at school were caught with pornography, and uh, and one thing he said after everyone had been punished, he said, um, you know sex is nothing like what you see on these magazines and what you see in these movies um and i can sort of understand because the worst thing is that uh, the worst thing is that when people now start going into relationships they expect to to do the things that they see in these porn movies which a lot of the times are not even real you know like for instance someone is married for 10 years and now just be, and now just because of the amount of porn that they've seen suddenly they just start acting all weird in bed with their, uh, with their spouses, you know, either the wife or even the husband, because not only just, just men who partake in porn, they kind of like, where did you get that from? Like, what the yeah. hell are you doing? You know, See, and, think, you know,
4: you're going to the relationship or into the situation with totally the wrong expectation.
0: Yeah, and then you get and bored, and then you move on, and yet you know it's yeah. not about, it's not about, it's not just about sex, but it's about the person. And then all you have is someone who's, um, who's probably you know is giving you all that you need sexually, but actually in all other areas, which a lot of the times can even be more important, actually give you nothing. And then, yeah, and then that's the end of marriages.
4: Yeah, very much so. And you know, uh, Luisa, I've, I've uh, spoken to many couples, and you know, and it's devastating when a partner finds out that. Um, you know, that, that their, their better half or the other half is, is, is deep into pornography, you know. And I, I've seen the consequences. It's absolutely devastating. And people may be sitting out there laughing, ah, it's no big deal you're making, you know, it's not me, it's someone else, etc. But I believe me, when you see someone who's lost their job because they were caught accessing pornography at work, if you see someone who, and I've had these cases as well, and I know of cases where, where people have ended up abusing their own children, Mm. You know, it's, it's hectic, hectic and you never know. I'm yeah. Because be I mean, the thing is the more you look,
0: you. the more you look at the stuff, the more you're going to look at everybody else as a sexual, you know, like as a sexual object. Um, yeah. I think even, you know, even I myself, um, thank God, you know, like thank God that I've been set free from a lot of this, you know, like I myself started to think, wow, I mean, I can't even just let a woman pass. And then before I know, I'm not looking back. You know what I mean? Like to, yeah. to check her out. And, and those are early. Those are early signs of uh, of of porn addiction. Correct. You know those early signs of porn addiction. Now let's get with we've got about we've got about ten minutes left. Um, why is it? Why is it? I mean, like, what does the Bible say? You know, what does the Bible say about about uh, about Christians and uh, and what's wrong with us? You know, and and porn. Yeah, you
4: know, um, it, you know, this is one area that the Bible is very specific. Um, about uh, you know sexual immorality, there's absolutely no grey areas. I mean, yeah. Colossians three five, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature: sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry, as you mentioned. You know, it's very clear. There's one Corinthians six eighteen twenty. You know, flee from sexual immorality. Mm. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he sins sexually against his own body. You know body etc there's proverbs 28:13. he who conceals his sin does not prosper but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy and you know Louisa, i've seen that quite often yeah. where guys have come to me and and their triggers you know which sets off this whole pathway down because you know there's always a, a root cause an underlying factor why people become addicted to anything let alone pornography and um, i found that um you know, they may be struggling at work. There's financial problems, etc. So this is their default mode they go to. And um, I found often, you know, that with this sin in the camp, as we say, um, once they get rid of this, mm-hmm. their lives seem to be blessed better. They, you know, I've, I've really I've I've seen it too often <laughs> to to say well that's just coincidence. It's more God' incidents. You know, you get mm. rid of the sin in the camp and and things seem to just go better for you, your relationships, your work, whatever you're doing, you have a totally different disposition to life. So it's very important that we, as Christians, as people out there, that we understand that this is, uh, you know, it's a poison that is uh, robbing us and stealing from us, you know, morally, mm. in every way.
3: Sure.
4: But, you know, and also, you know, it doesn't mean to say that you must go and confess your sins to to your wife, you know, which could cause a lot of, especially if there's a lot of friction in the relationship already, really, you know. God, yeah, how uh, James, is that?
0: I mean, like, you know, because a lot of guys, a lot of guys will say, yeah, you know, you need to, I, I want to just be open in my relationship. And then before you know that, that, that openness that they had is the very same thing, you know, like that breaks up the relationship. What, what are your views on that?
4: Well, you know, if you take it from a biblical perspective, James 5.16 says confession and prayer. Yeah. Prayer and confession to a fellow man. Is the start of healing. It doesn't say to that one or this one or this one. So that's why, you know, I found with uh, the support group that I facilitate,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, it, it's non judgmental, it's confidential. Men can come there and talk about these issues. And not to say that you lie to your wife or your partner, you know, you don't, that's obviously. But, um, you know, at a later stage in your relationship when you're through the worst of it, you know, and your wife asks you these questions, you can say, Well, yes, I used to struggle in that area a bit, but I'm through it. And, you know, mm. so your, your relationship mm. is a lot stronger, so it's a lot easier to get over that uh, speed bump in your relationship, so to speak. But yeah. you don't blurt out everything, you know, yeah, it can be very detrimental to a relationship.
0: Yeah. So you speak about the social group of men um, or the social group with um, that you have with, the, you know, like with men. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Um, you know, Louisa, as I say, when I started speaking about uh, my issues, you know, after I became a Christian and I would go to these meetings, I had a lot of men coming up to me. I've got this friend. I know someone who has this problem. How do we? Where do we? And I realized, you know, there was this uh, that a group, uh, uh, a place was needed where men could come, as I said, in private, confidentially, and in a non judgmental manner where they could talk about all things their relationships, their problems, and that stuff. And we have just seen, you know, I I, I really, I've seen, you know, as I say, over a thousand men. And I would like to say well over 60% of them are free from this bondage of pornography. And by God's grace and the Holy Spirit, you know, people can get through this. And that's what we've got to know. There is hope for people out there. But it's Mm. just a, a, a group where we'll have a cup of coffee We'll chat about the soccer, the rugby, the cricket, or whatever it is. Then we'll go sit down. We'll open in prayer. And I've had Muslims in the group. I've had agnostics, atheists, Christians.
3: Because you everybody know, suffers uh, from
4: it. You know, it's just a a place where people can come and discuss these issues and support one another and help one another and give you know ideas and tips of what to where to how to etc. And uh, it's been uh, yeah, as I say, it's been going. You know, I run it weekly. Um, in uh, in our area, um, and uh, as I said, we haven't looked back for t- for twenty years, and and we've just seen God at work in so many men's lives.
0: That's awesome, that's man. Just, mm. That's awesome. Um, what Bible uh, what Bible principles should we adopt in order to to cure ourselves? You know, like from this. So so what Bible verses do guys use and they recite? Uh, you know, in that's a, a
4: very personal thing. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> the one that uh, that sticks. And he's one of my favorite verses is two chronicles seven fourteen you know if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn for me wicked ways, I will hear from heaven forgive their sins and heal their land. Mm-hmm. You know that is just personal for me, but I promise you if you are the the closer you walk with the Lord, the closer you walk um you know and have a relationship with God,
3: yeah, the easier
4: it is to resist. And, you know, if if anything is a temptation to you, if Facebook is a temptation to you, if Twitter is a temptation to you, at this stage of your life, if you're trying to get clean, you've got to get rid of it, you know, and just not be on it for a time because that's a stumbling block for you. At a later stage, maybe it won't be a stumbling block and you can get back on it and do what you like to do. But whatever is a stumbling block, you have to get rid of that so that you can walk forward and not have that
0: temptation. I love that verse that you uh that you you know that you spoke about right now, which is about you know if my people will humble themselves um it reminds me i don't know if I may probably just paraphrase it you know like a little bit um but it reminds me of the verse um how does it go again? I think I forgot it now. I had it just now. As you were kind of saying that, you know, um, but, oh yes, it, rem- it, reminds me of, it reminds me of the verse that says, you know, um, the fact that we must, we must walk in the spirit and therefore we will not fulfill the lusts of the, of the flesh. And, um, and what I love about that is the fact that, you know, it doesn't tell us to, to, to walk in the flesh and to constantly, and to constantly say, no, it's not about our strength, but it's about, uh, it's about leaning on the strength of Christ. And, um, and, and therefore, you know, when we shift our focus from these things and we shift our focus on Christ, so naturally, you know, like sort of like naturally we do not fulfill the last, um, the last, yeah, the last of the flesh, which I think, you know, like, which I think is absolutely marvelous. Um, with so much, with so much porn that's available, um, just, just everywhere right now, I've got a three year old. How, how can we protect our children from, from this?
4: You know, unfortunately, it's very important that parents uh, who have young children, you know, they're never too young to start talking to them about these things, these issues, in an age appropriate manner. And, uh, you know, there are, you know, maybe you need to have rules and regulations in your house. And if your kids are young, you can maybe set up a pledge with your children, you know, an internet pledge. If I see something that upsets me, I will tell my parents. I won't give out my details to anyone I don't know over the internet. You know, things like that. And, and um, if, if, you know, that's maybe... So there's an open dialogue between you and your children. And, you know, even why do kids need to take their cell phones to bed with them? Why do they have to have, you know, have a corner where, uh, at, you know, at supper time or at dinner time or at, uh, you know, at night where they all charge in the corner in the lounge somewhere, you know, so that there's more control... Because, Lisa, what parents don't understand, you know, they give their children a, a cell phone. If those children have pornography found on it, you know, they could be charged wow. for willful neglect. You know, they're not, they're not looking after or of their own children because they're not looking after what's on it. If those kids have photographed their friends or filmed their friends and they're under 18, that's the manufacture and dist- distribution of child pornography. You'll have a criminal record for the rest of your life. So parents have to take it seriously about their children you know they have to look after their children you know it's like having a gun in the house or drugs in the house you, you've got to be careful with your yeah. children no, so
3: certainly. um
4: you know and, and uh, if we think you know and and as the uh Tarim alluded to you know never before has society been so bombarded with sexually explicit material stuff which is so violent cruel and degrading towards women And if our children are accessing that, you know, they say now the average age of first internet exposure to pornography is eight Mm -hmm. years old.
0: Eight years old.
4: Eight years. It used to be a few years ago. It was 11 years old. Recent research shows that it's now eight years old. And often it's not, uh, you know, it's it's by mistake. You know, they may be doing a homework project or something. It's not necessarily that they're going on to look for pornography, uh, but often it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, so we have to take care and look after and we can put checks and balances you know if you go to MTN and you go to uh, Vodacom etc they have adult content blocks that you can put on the phone yeah there's a site called MobiSip.com
0: Mobi what sorry Mobi
4: M-O-B-I-C-I-P
0: ok and, MobiSip.com and Your yeah,
4: MobiSip and they will block all you know you can load that onto the phone and it blocks all adult and, and bullying and all that type of stuff There's, uh, you know, um, cellphonesafety.co.za. There are lots of resources out there for parents to use
0: um, to
4: protect their children. And, you know, we're not doing it out of punishment. We're doing it out of love. Out of love, absolutely.
0: I think definitely, you know, I think definitely going into that, but then also explaining to them what it is that you're doing and the dangers of it. And uh, as you've said before, we need to... Um, you need to open up a platform where they can talk about things that are disturbing that they sing because the best thing to do is to talk about it and, and I guess that's why we're getting together today to talk about it and Clive I wish we had more time but um, okay. but you know this is such a big subject hopefully we can pick it up again in the in the next few weeks so thank you so much I'd for love your to time. You Thank you very much. Thank you. That was, um, that was Clive Human from, uh, from Standing Together to Oppose Pornography, also known as Stop. Please, if you're gonna do anything on your cell phones, go and Google this, guys, and don't look at pornography. It's a much better thing. Uh, that's the end of our show today, right here on the open book. Um, the theme was, oh, the theme actually, Still is, uh, pandemic overcoming pornography. Um, I'd like to end today's, today's show with this verse, which says, uh, which is Psalm 119 verse 37, which says, turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. This is, uh, this was the open book with myself, Louis. So see you again next time. The open book on cliffcentral.com.